Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 73. I'm Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Bilal Springer. This week's episode is our monthly roundup, bringing you all the best bits from the 30 Days to Grow campaign. And we'll also have a few announcements around things to come in May. So, grab yourself a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and join us weekly for all your salon's business and marketing needs. Good morning, Zoe. Good morning, Killian. Can you believe it? It's the end of 30 Days to Grow already. I can't believe how fast that month has gone. Like, doesn't feel that long ago that I was sitting down Sunday stuffing my face with a load of ch- chocolate uh, chocolate Easter eggs, as I was about to say chocolate Christmas eggs. And uh, and this whole thing just kicked off. I'm not going to lie. I was still eating uh, some some Easter eggs just last week. but uh... <laughs> No, they don't last that long for me. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in moderation, Killian. This is what we learned on, on episode seven. Yeah, but I... <laughs> By the time I heard Aaron Carroll's podcast, they were all gone. <laughs> I'm a little piggy, but I've learned now. I've got my app. I'm tracking. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, we'll cover that in a little bit. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just scrolling through the Facebook group page there last night. Um, really good. A lot of um, a lot of people really engaging with each other, not just with forest staff or on the tasks, but actually like really getting involved with each other and helping each other out, which I thought was unbelievable. Especially for people who were like working alone that didn't necessarily have a team, some some of those people felt a little overwhelmed by how how much the tasks would take out of their time or their day or and stuff like that. So, uh, there was a few there was a few comments around that in the group, and literally I was amazed by how many salon owners just jumped in and like words of encouragement all the time and supportive, and it was just really great to see. But yeah, that like. That was the one thing that stood out to me straight away last night scrolling through it is how, and you know, kind of felt some of their pain before I clicked into the comment section. It was like, oh, I'm on my own and I've only got to do three or four of the tasks this week. I haven't got to do them all. And then when you clicked in the comment section, there was just salon after salon after salon all jumping in going, what can we help you on? Have you got all the tasks is there anything we could do and it was just it was incredible to see it really was it, it that's when it became a proper discussion forum and it wasn't just ooh, what's the next ta- next task it was just people helping each other and it was just so good to see but like that uh, uh, where people were saying that they felt bogged down and they weren't getting to do all the challenges every day one thing to take from this is that those challenges don't have to be done every day mm-hmm. it's it's done over time. It's just, we call it the 30 days to grow challenge, but take those 30 challenges and do them in your own time. Maybe even do one a week, do it over 30 weeks. What, there's 52, 52 weeks in a year. If you could do one of those a week, you're already onto something. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, and that's, that's what we, that's what we kind of stressed last year because we had a different way of sending the tasks. Like they were sent on the day, whereas now we're sending them uh, the night before. Uh, but yeah, that's that's definitely something you can do. Just save the emails in a folder on your inbox and then just do them whenever you can, whenever you have a chance. Yeah, you don't even need to save those emails because if you're part of that cha- uh, 30 Days to Grow Salon Challenge Facebook group, you can actually access them all through that anyway, can't you? Yeah, yeah, you can, of course, yeah. But if, like, if you wanted to, like, really have all the thirty, the thirty days all in one spot, uh, sometimes it can be a little long to flick through a, a Facebook group. But yeah, they're all there as well. So if if anything, that group stays open all year, um, and people who haven't actually joined in April can still join later on throughout the year. And we just, it's just like less of like a. Uh, um, 
everyone coming together at the same time, but you can still access all the challenges from 2018 until when we run it again next year and we change it up. Um, so that Facebook group never actually ceases to be active. Yeah, like use that as your own salon form. We saw that throughout the year as well. There were a lot of people joining the group and requesting challenges and they got the challenges because I think they were still live from last year. But yeah, people were joining the group, even though there wasn't a whole lot of activity going on. But it meant they were ready for when we kicked it off because we kicked it off early this year, didn't we? Yeah, well, last year we ran it in July and uh, the, one of the biggest pieces of feedback that we got was that it would be uh, it'd be handier either in March or in April. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the feedback this year because like you said, the two things that stood out most from the feedback last year was it was kind of around the summertime, which was a very busy period for most people. But also the challenges went out in the morning, which didn't give salon owners and their team enough time to kind of come up with great ideas so now we kicked off the campaign earlier and we also started sending the messages out the night beforehand wasn't it exactly yeah with sms reminders uh in the morning for people who'd sign up with their phone numbers as well cool yeah so this episode is also going to be neatly placed into that uh facebook group as well so you'll be able to catch up on all our previous episodes as well throughout the campaign because we covered four episodes four industry expert episodes ourselves this month yeah so the first one uh, episode 69 if uh, if you remember well it was verena doyle from visual sense a uh, visual merchandising company uh, based in dublin and uh, she was all about essentially giving tips on how to how to place your products in your salon in order to increase your client's product retail spend. And um, so she went through a, like a, quite a bit of tips there. And she even jumped into the Facebook group after the episode and gave a few like spe- specific tips to people who were posting in the group and uh, were posting their photos and, and, and displays that they'd come up with. She had a focus around three key areas, wasn't it? It was communication, repetition, and then it was census, wasn't it? And she had some uh, also some other tips there about kind of, I suppose, cooperating or is it cooperating? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, it would be really cooperating, cooperating with yeah. a, a local business, so kind of a local bakery or someone like that, because she said census is another big thing. Mm-hmm. You want to go in and you want to feel like you're in a salon. Um, what you see, what you hear, what you smell, everything like that. You think like if you were to go into a spa, you've got the oils, the aromatherapy kits, flowers, baked goods, fresh coffee. She's saying try and collaborate with local businesses or pop-up shops. So any startup companies, get them to come in and have like a little retail stand. But one thing I thought was really cool, and this especially comes from what her skill is, is visual merchandising, is themes. Do you remember the themes she talked about? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was really, really good. Speaking of which, what do you say we play a few snippets from that episode? For me, number one in terms of a technique would be repetition. And I spoke a little bit about that at the summit in terms of having product that is repeated a couple of times within different areas of the of the space. So it tends to take people a little bit longer to process information. So usually if they just see something once, they don't remember it. But if they see it three times, so that like for me is always a really simple one, but actually always the most effective. Um, So and kind of from there, we would add on communication, which would be bigger now than it was a couple of years ago. So in terms of having of a unique voice around your products and what the value of them is or what their benefits are and like really clever signage 
as close to the display units as you can. Number three for us is always your senses and obviously very important in this industry. Um, I'm always saying to clients, like you've got to engage in people's senses. So their sight, their smell, and the sound. So, and as much as your senses are heightened, the more likely you are to, to buy things. Like, I think there's one big trend at the moment and I was at a conference last week and, they, and it was brought up again. So I'm seeing it a lot, um, particularly in sort of fashion retail and like a lot of retailers, it'll probably go across all retailers like that use of space now being kind of almost like we want to break that rule book in retail so it's not just for your main um product that you sell or service that you sell but what could you add on to that to make people come there for that and then maybe buy your product or use afterwards so hospitality and retail is definitely merging i think this industry um has one of the best sort of content creations than a lot of other industries. We're not always the most creative and visual. So I always urge people to get a big massive um, pin board and just get images that they like or aspire to, that they, even if they can't do it right now, but they might do it in six months or a year and pin them all up. Um, and that just keeps people thinking about it and motivated about it and yeah, gives you kind of aspiration. So then the second episode of the month we had was with Aaron Carroll. Now, this is the one that came in just a little bit too late for me because I scuffed all those Easter eggs. But <laughs> this is Al Aaron Carroll from Aaron Carroll Health. And he's quite quite popular on Instagram. Everyone here loves him. Um, he was taking talking us through the health and well-being and kind of getting that balance between work life or that, that work life balance basically but um i found that one really interesting because the fact he was talking about diets and stuff like those and you know where everyone is saying oh you can't eat carbs and you like have to have extra protein and stuff like those he just debunked so many myths so many myths oh was, yeah like he even fit in the myth around mcdonald's and salad he lived off mcdonald's for how long and he said he actually lost weight a month, month. yeah it was it was a month challenge where he'd eat McDonald's and also eat healthy foods, and it was just to show that essentially it didn't affect him in the way that like the people who do those challenges and just literally just eat McDonald's every day and that's all they eat for thirty days. Like he didn't have those effects. It was just to show that moderation was important. Exactly, and. Uh- a lot of it does come back to calorie counting now bear in mind this is the same man that put up a video of himself doing a 10,000 calories challenge so he had to burn 10,000 calories in a day I don't know if you've seen that video but yeah he didn't look good by the end of it but he does this he puts his body into these situations he tests it and one of the biggest ones for me that I absolutely love to hear was that there is no myth around white bread like when you go into a deli and you ask for white bread or brown bread, oh, I'll go for the brown bread because it's healthier. The whole slow release, energy release. He said, no, screw it. It's calorie count. I mean, like you could go in and have a big dirty chicken fillet roll, but that's about six, 700 calories. Just be careful later on. And he actually had a pretty cool tool there. So in the episode, he talks about an app to download and it should just keep you on track. That was the My Fitness Pal, wasn't exactly, it? Exactly, My Fitness Pal. And it's a free app. He was like, I don't understand how it's free, but sure, it is. So, you know, happy days. 
But for, for anyone that wants to catch that episode, it's about 50 minutes long. But my God, the man has so much energy. He just, oh, you'll, you'll it was few, just so much information. A few good laughs out of it as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, quite a few laughs. He's like, he's got energy. He's passionate about what he does. Oh, and actually that, that whole thing of like when you're standing up all day and you're saying you get the sore shoulders, it says avoid sitting down walk around all day ah oh, i'm giving too much of the episode away so we play play some uh, snippets there a lot of people especially people that own their own businesses they don't give themselves anything back they're constantly frustrated and stressed out thinking about the people uh, the, the people that work for them their their rent their mortgage their, their other half their partner it's output 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 but they're not creating any input. And unless you give yourself something back, all the output is going to be wishy-washy. And that will reflect in your business. It's like a ripple effect. If someone comes to you or one of your staff and you're not in a good mood and you're not feeling great about yourself, how is that going to look when the staff meets a customer or a client or they even how they answer the phone creating that positive energy and giving yourself something back especially if you're in a place of ownership or management if you're not giving yourself that thing back to look after that hour a day that half an hour a day for you nothing else will look after itself properly what I do in the middle of the day is I would have some type of caffeine hit, definitely. Now, I'm not talking like a caramel, macchiato, triple espresso, orange mocha frappuccino with a million calories. <laughs> I just have like a double espresso. That'll give you that pick-me-up you need without any added calories. And then if you're going to have something, keep those insulin levels steady because that in itself will give you that natural stimulation that'll pick your energy up um, without that slump. In an ideal world, everyone should work maybe four to six hours a day and be able to live a nice balanced lifestyle and still do the things they love with the people they love. Uh, we're not designed for today's society. We haven't evolved fast enough for, we force ourselves to. So if you can give yourself something back, for example, that holiday, um, find something you love, whether it's drawing, whether it's working out, whether it's doing a little bit of yoga at home, whether it's Netflix, a movie, whatever it is that makes you separate your head from the things that will take away you know uh, or add stress to you that's what you need to do and you have to force yourself not to neglect it add value to giving yourself or doing something that you love don't think of it as something that can wait for later think about it as something that's extremely important so everything else works better um, that's one thing people have to remember is that you are the most important person in your life of course you love other people and of course you want to do the best thing you can for other people but unless you love yourself and you do something for you and realize you are an important person you are worth value then the other things will fall like a domino effect And then the third episode of the month of our industry experts interviews was with Gavin Hoare. And um, a lot of people, <laughs> what did he say? It was the most often question <laughs> that he got was, what exactly is the sound of HRD? Yeah, it was just, it was the first question I think we asked him before we even introduced him into the show. And uh, he laughed. Yeah, it's like, to be fair, that's probably a great title to get just for an icebreaker, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, Maitre D, it came from the restaurant industry and essentially is just because he does a lot of, he, do, he does essentially the tasks of a salon manager, but for him, with all the other extra things that he was doing at Richard Ward Hair Metro Spa, it was just, 
it didn't feel like Salon Manager fit him on 100%. So they came up with the, with the title Maitre D. And um, at the summit, he was explaining that clients have seven universal needs. And one of them was to feel welcome, another to be listened to and understood, uh, being served by an expert, that expert having multiple solutions to their needs. Um, clients want to indulge themselves, be reassured on purchasing t- decisions and being shown out and getting a nice follow-up. So we went from there and essentially asked him to go more in depth about stuff. So you know how he was like, we have the power to change how customer service is delivered. How do you do that? You know, how do you manage, say for instance, when a client's uh, when a client's walking in and everyone's busy? It's also one life lesson that I learned off from was uh, when we were <laughs> when we asked him about how do you deal with um, irate compl- uh, customers. Yes. And what was his answer? His answer was, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Um, want to be right, obviously. <laughs> but no, check out the podcast to get the real answer. We'll play a few snippets right here. I think our businesses, our salon owners, our managers, our team have to recognize that the customer service experience can never be a static one. Uh, its delivery changes over time. Um, and salons must always try and adapt Uh, to whatever changing client sensibilities there are or indeed different economic climates. And I think that's the thing that our industry, we don't have a set of rules. We don't have a guide to guide us. It's very much down to the individual. And we have to work within our own client demographic, our own teams to how we deliver that customer service. We have to be looking outside the box and thinking what else can we bring to this? Um, And I think it's giving your team the empowerment to get professional it's time for our teams to start acting like the experts that that we are and talk the business of hair talk the business of beauty before we move on to anything else today's clients when they come in have a much greater expectation of what they want from a salon visit they're more well informed they're better educated and they really want to have a voice feel valued and have their loyalty rewarded I don't have time to go around every client. I don't have time to sit and listen in on every consultation. I have to have faith that my team is following our company ethos to deliver. But also one of the simplest things, and again, this has really only happened recently, is getting our reception team or whoever's taking the money to simply ask the client, how was your visit today? Is there anything we could do better next time? Two simple statements, two questions, you're giving your client a voice and you're inviting direct feedback from. Ultimately, it's just really people taking ownership. I don't, you know, it's really giving the autonomy to any member of your staff, whether they be a first year apprentice or the most senior member staff, that they have to take ownership of their part in the client journey. You know, if someone comes in the door, that's stage one, and how we meet and greet them can leave a lasting impression. And I just think you have to give your team the autonomy to deliver. It's quite simple, but they have to know that they can do it. So, yeah, that leads us in then to the final episode, and it's from another Forest FM guest regular, David Barnett from the High Performance Stylist. And David's episode was more about kind of charging what you're worth, wasn't it? Yeah. So one of the first questions I asked him is like, how do you know what you're worth? (laughs) Which is a hard one, to be honest. How do you know that? that? 
he had a great way of breaking that down though yeah he did he did absolutely and and he has like a, a, a proper formula to know also when when can you raise your prices as a stylist how how can you know that like you're ready to raise them so it's not only just knowing what you're worth but how to go on from there as your experience increases yeah because I remember he actually came in here to do that episode and when we were asking him so like how do you know if you can raise your prices we kind of expected you know a generic enough answer and then he opens his up his notebook and he's got this formula of completely broken down I'm like wow that actually makes <laughs> so much more sense. And then he went through about um, kind of uh, different strategies as well to add value and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And any advice for uh, how to deal with the feedback afterwards, you know, once you raise your price? Yeah, because there's always going to be, I mean, like your most loyal clients aren't going to give out because they understand that overheads go up and, you know, like as years go on, things get more expensive. Um, but he had a good way of dealing with that. And it wasn't just kind of, sending them a simple note going we're raising our prices <laughs> yeah she has substance to it first and foremost is that a lot of salon owners and stylists are fearful of raising their prices right they are actually more fearful than the guest you know i mean they've kind of got this thing in their head that if i raise my client if i raise my prices nobody is going to come in right or everyone's going to be so upset with me and if i keep them low i'm going to be packed so many hairdressers open their own business and they don't even know what their break even is all right so it's a it's an it's an easy thing to find out you know what are your set charges that you've got every single month what are the bills you've got coming in that you know you've got to pay so first of all and foremost this should be what you want to pay yourself you know what can you afford to live on right that has to come number one but you need to have that number it's so crucial and the majority of salon owners that that i I work with when we first sit down and i say okay what's the break even to begin with they don't know it not off the top of their head and we've got to know that number you know you've got to be have that intimate relationship with your business that you know exactly how much it is in order to keep the lights on you know, everything gets more expensive, you know, it's more expensive to live every single year, you know, and, and also you're, you're getting more experience, you deserve to be raising your prices, that is the bottom line that you deserve to be doing it, you know, and, and um, you know, I can't stress more that it's all about the experience, you know, don't think about the price, think about what else you can offer them. You know, that just gives them something to aim for as well. You know, I mean, it, it takes away that awkward conversation of one of your team members coming up to you. Either, you know, they think they've caught you on a, on a really good day or maybe it's after a couple of beers after work and they say, you know, any chance of a pay rise or, you know, I wish I was earning some more money or my prices should be going up. You know, my answer ends up being, oh, my God, that I could completely agree with you. I would love to pay you more money. Let's sit down and look at your numbers. You know, and as soon as you do that, it tells you straight away. And if it's not, if, you, if, if they're not on track, then you can say, you know what, you're just off on a couple of things, but we are so close. So let's just make sure we can't, we focus on those areas. And yes, 100%, let's, let's, let's raise prices. So four great episodes there. Um, 
I'd say if you were to listen to them all through, you're talking not even three and a half hours. So you'll get it done over a cup of coffee, no bother. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you have those four episodes. You have the 30 Days Challenges in the 30 Days to Grow Salon Challenge Facebook page. There's also that website as well, isn't there? Yeah, the 30daystogrow.com. Yep, absolutely. That's still there. And that's 30days2grow.com. So yeah, I mean like... For anyone out there who did feel like it was overwhelming, who did feel like they got bogged down in it, do not worry because you can do one a week, you can do two a week, you can do as many as you like. Just try and implement one every couple of days. And like this whole process isn't to like make you feel overwhelmed or feel like, oh no, I'm not doing this, this or that. It was just simple everyday tips to um, just see what you're not doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like areas of areas that you can improve on areas that you mightn't have thought about even or that kind of slipped through a crack over the time and and that's okay you know it happens to everyone uh so congratulations to everyone of you who participated you did an amazing job we're very very proud and delighted that you're actually getting results out of this like we saw all the results on the facebook you know the facebook group where people were saying I shared a contest. I'm getting more views than I've ever gotten. I, you know, did a before and after photo. I'm getting new clients in. Uh, it's absolutely uh, amazing how well that went, and we can't we can't be proud enough of you. Yeah, exactly, because you're doing this on top of what you're already doing. So, if anything, this is extra work that you've just done. So, yeah, big fair play. And um, before we end this episode, I have a few announcements because we have obviously. Now it's coming back to like regular programs. So we have a new marketing toolkit out since last week. Um, so that's for May. If you want new ideas, new campaigns that you can run around. Um, there's stuff in there for Mother's Day. There's stuff in there for the wedding season that's coming up. Uh, warm weather and um, there's a few other things there anyways. But there's a free toolkit download. So all you have to do is go on to the Forest blog, uh, find that marketing uh main marketing ideas blog and download the toolkit from there other than that we are bringing back the instagram masterclass on forest academy so that'll be on may 21st from 3 p.m to 4 p.m uk ireland time and 10 a.m to 11 a.m uh, us eastern time that's with chris brennan it's an hour-long masterclass on instagram the ins and out of how you can market your business on that platform and uh, to sign up for that it's in the events section of the Four Salon software page, you go to buy tickets. It's free, obviously, uh, as usual. You just save your spot, enter your details, and uh, get a link to join the webinar on the day. Um, other than that, we also have a new giveaway running, and that's until May 7th. I love a bit of competition time. What's the, uh, what's the prize this time? This time it's a StarQ wireless phone charger. So essentially, the, you know, those little pods that you, you plug into the wall and the, the pod is there and you just, you know, you can put it in your reception area, you can put it at your front desk. And the way I see this was essentially, you know, for clients, clients, everyone's on their phones on nowadays. And I don't know about you, but I'm on an iPhone. By the end of the day, for sure, my phone is dead. That's because you're on an iPhone. Yeah, that is because I am on an iPhone. Absolutely. <laughs> but, so those those little pods, it's just really handy. I mean, it's it's an extra little tiny service that you can offer your clients to have that pod. They put on they they put their phone there while they're waiting for their appointment, charge a bit, and then you know go off to their treatment, their service, go back, head back home, and they at least they they have a 
working phone. Starbucks might offer Wi-Fi, but you're going to offer power. There you go. Phone power. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, though. It'd be a nice, handy little gadget to have. Yeah. So, uh, so how do you, how do you enter for that? Um. So I've put up the, uh, the the link is up on Facebook. It's also up on um the link in bio in the in our Instagram account. So if you follow in uh, if you're following Forest on Instagram, it's at Forest Salon Software. Uh, so that's in the link in the bio there. But other than that, it's on the blog. You can literally get it everywhere. We'll also put in the description of this episode. Uh, all you have to do is enter your details and that's it. Cool. And just to keep in the flow of the 30 days to grow, next week we're actually going to have a 30 days to grow candidate. And just like where we had Lilac Miller on last year, it's going to be the very same this year. We just going to have a chat and see how they got on. Was there anything that they liked that they didn't like? What were their most fun projects or challenges and what did they find the hardest to implement and most importantly how did the team get on as well Mm -hmm. so listen that's it for us today if you have any feedback as usual feel free to leave us a review on itunes or on stitcher we're always looking for suggestions on how to improve the show otherwise have a wonderful week Uh, next week is a bank holiday so there won't be any episode we'll see you on may 14th all the best 